0: I'm speaking with one of the most uh, iconic and well-known musicians of our generation. His work is uh, known around the globe, and he's been a defining voice of his industry. He's a songwriter, a performer, a musician, a producer, and he's a film composer. He co-scored Despicable Me with Haytor Pereira and wrote some amazing songs for the film, which went on to become a global phenomenon. He returned to write new songs for Despicable Me 2, including the song Happy. His collaborations with uh, composer Hans Zimmer have introduced him to the film music world. Beyond Despicable Me 1 and 2, he wrote and produced music with Hans for the 84th Annual Academy Awards telecast. He was a featured musician on Hans' score for Man of Steel, and he'll be co-composing The Amazing Spider-Man 2 with Hans. Pharrell Williams, thank you so much for your time and chatting today. Well, thank you. And that was quite uh, quite a little, uh, you know, <laughs> quite, an, quite, an quite a little
1: presentation there.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it, was a, it was a very nice one,
1: so I appreciate it, sir. Thank you.
0: Um, To start, though, I would love to know, um, uh, what does music mean to you personally, and why did you pursue it as a career?
1: Well, music to me, um, you know, in my older years, I realized music was medicinal. Mm -hmm. But as a child, I just thought that everybody saw music that way, you know, like, you know, you know, I used to see colors and stuff when I hear music and certain chords would always give me like a color like a a paralleling meaning and feeling even though it was just like a color you know that I was sort of listening to and then you know when I got like 12 or 13 I realized that like not everybody saw music that way but there were were a lot of people but not everyone you know so sometimes you know in making those kind of references it was kind of like uh, what are you talking about and that's when I realized that Uh, you know, some people see music in colors. some people see you know, graphics in colors or in different shapes or, you know, it's called synesthesia. You know, many people hear music in many many different ways. Um, But uh, once my teacher um, saw some sort of propensity in me for music, um, you know, I was just always strongly urged to to try out music. And my grandmother, when I was a child, was like, you know, you should you should learn the drums. Like, you love, you know, playing percussively. So um, that's what music is. You know, it's it's my best friend, and it's always there for you. It never lets you down. That's what music is to me. And um, that's how I've always look at music.
0: I I agree with that completely because I'm not a musician. I come from the other side. I'm a fan of music and film music and all that. And growing up, I kind of had the other side of it. It was my kind of medicinal thing. It became kind of, you know, something I could lean on. So I totally get that completely, 100%. Um, So you have an an amazing musical career and we could spend hours, I'm sure, just talking about everything that has led up to now, but I would love to focus on your uh, film music work. And so at what point did you decide that you wanted to try your hand at scoring. Uh, was there any reservation at first or did you just decide to jump right in?
1: Well, it was animation. So I was like, man, I really want to do something in the animation space. And so when given the shot, I, you know, I didn't hesitate, you know, and it, you know, under the auspices of Han, you know, over at remote control and, you know, having all those great guys just sort of just teach me the way. Mhm. And, you know, I really learned a lot. So it was like, it was awesome.
0: And uh, were, you, were you a film score fan before getting involved and in writing them? Any particular scores that made, like, a big impression on you?
1: Yeah, of course, Hans's work and, you know, John Williams. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, there's so many of those guys. But I can say this. I learned, you know, just in working with scoring and understanding how it works. Right. Like, you know, I, I feel like my music has become a lot better.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I can imagine it, it kind of gives you more of an emotional touch with how music works since you're kind of working with images instead of lyrics. And, uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and Despicable Me was, I mean, it was a fantastic score, and the songs were just perfect, and you worked with Haytor, who is an amazing guy. I've interviewed him several times. I love him. What was mm-hmm. that uh, collaboration like? Did you lean on him for support, given it was kind of your first time scoring a film?
1: I did lean on him. I leaned on him, but I, I, I you know, it was more about like, I just wanted to learn while I was working, you mm-hmm. know, I wanted to make sure that like every time I, I, I you know, I, we ended up doing something that, that um that we would keep. I just wanted to make sure I was still learning at the same time.
0: Right. Right. And uh, so does your score writing process differ from your, songwriting process if you're doing both you know kind of like on despicable me which comes first the the song or the score
1: well with music in general it's just sort of like a blank canvas Mm -hmm. you know um you determine what you're going to do and then what context you're going to put it in and why you're doing it you know and you know, once you fi- figure out all those answers, then there you have it—you have something that makes sense for you musically. But like when you—we're dealing with the film, you're dealing with uh, the animation,
0: mm-hmm.
1: what the director actually wants. Because the music in a and most films are, are like a roller coaster. You know, they take you on these emotional roller coasters, coasters of going up and down, sideways, diagonal—you know, forward, backward. Upside down, whatever whatever it takes to get that thrill, and that is what they try and they, what they try and do in movies. I, mean, I would say, and most of most of them are largely successful with it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, you're you're, in a, you're, you're watching a, a a brilliant film is when the music, the aesthetic, the actors, the actresses, and the through line all work in concert so well that you can't really separate them. It's almost like listening to an orchestra and not being, hearing the whole entire piece together, but not necessarily being able to identify each individual section. That's when you know something is working in concert. And um, to me, that was the only thing was to not have the music become distracting you know you, you you could make something that you felt like was the hottest thing in the world but it may not fit with where the director wants everyone's emotions to go because remember this is a curated you know animation is a curated experience mm-hmm. so i really learned a lot you know I learned a lot from a I learned a lot from hans like you know those guys held my hand the whole entire way and never let me go until I felt like i had it and I'm always going to look to them because they're like, you know, the masters at, at this and they've been doing it for years. Right now, you know, I, while I'm thankful for the credit and the, and the generosity of the s- studios, I think more than anything else, like, it's just, it's like, it's like free class, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as a, as a composer or as a, a musician in general, as a storyteller, what, what about a film or a story inspires you the most out of everything that really kind of gets your ideas flowing musically? Is it the the story, the characters, the... I mean, I mentioned you you talked about seeing colors. Does the cinematography have any play in the color palette to how it gets your kind of ideas flowing for the score?
1: Sure. I mean, it could come from anything. It could come from lyrics. It could come from a conversation. You know, sometimes a conversation, you just... you, you, you can sort of match that emotion of the conversation with mm-hmm.
0: the chords. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it just, it varies. Just kind of, yeah, I, guess, I mean, it depends on the project. I guess every project is different. And um, and also, collaboration is such a huge part of, I think, your process, as well as, as Hans's process. You know you collaborate with artists like Daft Punk and Robin Thicke and your group uh, N.E.R.D. in your songwriting. How important is collaboration and working with other musicians to your process now as a filmmaker, as a film composer?
1: collaboration is like a gift. You know, I think a lot of times people just look at it like, oh, me and this person are doing something together. No, Mm -hmm. actually you're doing much more. You guys are like, you know, blending energy, blending your ideas, trading ideas. Like it's a really learned process, you know, like you, you learn a lot. It's just super informational. And to me, I think anybody who's doing a collaboration, who's Literally just sitting there dictating everything and not necessarily paying attention to what the other person is thinking or feeling is missing the point. Okay. There's so much that we can learn from from you know other people's processes. You know,
0: and I think really
1: it, invaluable stuff.
0: Yeah, and I think it's more I'm not even. A bit better for the for the ideas, but there's a lot of people who are very kind of sticklers, like, oh, it should be one voice and one idea. But I'm more, I feel, I'm kind of on board with collaboration because it really, you can bounce your ideas off, you know, other people you're working with, and I think it benefits everybody as a whole. But so you're scoring the amazing Spider-Man 2 with Hans and a few other big names. I saw come up like Johnny Marr and Michael Einziger and Dave Stewart. So, are are you and Hans the the title composers? Will it read music by Hans Zimmer and Pharrell Williams on the credits for this one?
1: It may be a little early for me to answer that question. Okay,
0: <laughs> I understand. But
1: it's super. But it's it's super cool. It's such an awesome opportunity, and um, you know, Hans could not have been more generous with this uh, with this title.
0: Uh huh. And you I mean, you guys are building kind of a band here, kind of a band approach, which he's done. A couple times on his films and and i mean you worked with a bunch of great uh, percussionists on on man of steel and i can't wait to hear what you guys come up but um looking at you know superhero movies are extremely popular um and so now you're a, a voice behind them what do you want to try to do differently here that hasn't been said before
1: with with what with spider-man
0: yeah just you know, with or just in Sp- general Sp- spider-man and you're going to be doing the score uh, have you i mean i know you can't talk too much uh, in detail about it but are there any specific ideas that you'd love to try out with this try, try to kind of implement
1: oh yeah oh man it was it was the it was crazy the stuff that um you know we were able to pull off it's just it you know the, you love it when things come together because it doesn't have to you know what i mean especially mm-hmm. when it's like a half court shot yeah, but yeah the fact that everything has been coming through so crisp and Fits together, man. It just fits together in such a wonderful way. It's seamless. This is a really good word, and that's when you know like the process is going right.
0: Oh, yeah, I can't wait to to hear it. I'm so excited. <laughs> um So you're you're part of the superhero world now. If you could pick any one superpower, which one would it be? Oh, Magneto for sure. <laughs>
1: Even though he he wasn't a good guy, but I still like his power. <laughs>
0: And if you could pick one superhero theme that's ever been composed that could be your theme, which superhero theme would you pick?
1: I used to like the Justice League. The oh. Justice League. Uh, um, when I was a kid, I used to like that theme music.
0: Oh wow, that's a, that's a great answer. That's awesome. Varying away from all the current films and everything. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So you've uh, you've you've been immersed in the film music world now as a composer, as a musician, and a songwriter. Um, what are your ambitions now uh, as, a, as a composer, for, you know, Pharrell Williams, the composer? Are you going to be sticking around and, and, and hopefully working on more projects in the future?
1: Oh, man, I can't wait.
0: It's gonna, I mean, I can't wait to hear you. I mean, I, I love hearing new voices, and I think um, every great composer has come from kind of your background as well. I mean, Hans, back in the day with the Buggles and, you know, Danny Elfman, Oingo Boingo, so it's, it's going to be... Uh, exciting to hear what you have to offer. So um, does uh, does film composing offer you anything different than as an artist? Does it offer anything that you couldn't do as a songwriter?
1: Well, you know what? You're, you're, they bring what it, One thing it definitely does is bringing, brings uh, foreign textures and foreign perspectives to the table that I may never have thought of ever. So it's awesome to see what a writer is thinking, you know, a screenwriter, you know, to see, um, you know, what a scene is is being taken. You know, like so you look at it and you realize that like, okay, it's set in this situation. It seems like this is about to happen, but maybe something completely different happens, you know? Right. It's like walking in it's like walking into a store, like the store could get robbed. But I'm pretty sure there's like, you know, 364 <laughs> other days that that doesn't happen at all. And all kinds of crazy things happen, you know, mm-hmm. there's a variety of things. It's just, but, you know, we're so used to, we see a diner. Oh, then someone's going to leave her number on the napkin or some shit. Like, you know, this is very predictable. And I, what I love about films is that it's not always predictable, especially when you're, you know, when you're lucky enough to, to pick the right ones, you know, um, well, when you're lucky enough to get the call from the right ones, is I should say. That's, that's you know, that's that's the magic part, man. That's the magic part. You know, our our job is to just continue to make the experience seamless. I
0: agree. It's, and, it's uh, magic.
1: <laughs> yeah, because, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, when one thing sticks out, then it just ruins the whole entire experience. It's like a it's like a, a fray, you know, in, in a sweater.
0: It calls attention to itself, so, yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, you go yanking on it trying to fix it before you know it, like, you know, there's an even bigger hole. So it's like... Mm. That's a great
0: analogy. I love you that. Know, you,
1: well, yeah, so everything has to be, like, even, and everything needs to just feel, like, one fluid motion of, like, of emotion and, and, and music, you know? that I, you know that's that's
0: always the aim well I, I i just can't wait for to hear your you know your music what you kind you and hans and everybody else comes up with for spider-man 2 and everything you do in the future I'm, i love despicable me and, and what you and Haytor did and and uh and i'm also just a huge fan of your music and generally your your work as a, as a songwriter i'm have huge respect for you and i thank you so much uh for your time today and and for speaking and uh hopefully Maybe you know we can do this again. Maybe we have more to talk about once Amazing Spider-Man comes out. But Pharrell, thank you so much uh, for your time today.
1: Thank you, man. I I, uh, I appreciate your time and you know all of those great curious questions. And I hope to everybody uh, listening. I hope I hope they had a good time.
0: <laughs> well, I'm sure everyone's just, and found you know? it. No, seriously, and found it as enjoyable as I did.
1: Like I totally appreciate the opportunity.